Hi, everybody, listening to this episode. Uh, this is Luke, just a quick editor's note. Um, we did want to put in a trigger warning before the episode starts, uh, as the content of the movie we selected for this week uh, does have a bit of uncomfortable things in it, uh, those namely being some underage grooming, maybe, and uh, one instance of school shootings. So, um, Yes, please take that into consideration uh, and listen appropriately, I guess. Um, So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to Nuclear Popcorn. The rules of the game are simple. The host will show the players the last five minutes of a movie they haven't seen. The players will have a week to formulate a pitch of what they think the plot is. The closest gets meaningless points, maybe a crisp high five, probably a smooch on the forehead because they're a good boy, or girl. The host will then reveal what the actual plot was. And that's it. You'll get it. You're smart. And your host for the week is... Hi, it's me. Hey. Hi, Hannah. The woman. The woman. How's it going? For the woman. It's me. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Diddly Ho, Neighborino. How you doing? Hey. So, what's everyone been up to? I'm August, and I finished <laughs> <laughs> I started the next semester school. That's been about it. This is Ben. I finished, or I started the last semester in school. Didn't really Gross. do much since we last recorded. Watched both Zombieland movies. That was pretty fun. Nice. <laughs> I watched one of those one with of you. Those. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, Luke. I've been working and watching movies, and that's about it. Same as always. And then you got sick. Same as it ever was. Yeah. yeah. Got sick. Oh, I got better. We're, we're recording this a day later than we normally would because I got something, and I was climbing at work. I was climbing on top of, like, road cages, and I felt lightheaded, and I was like, oh, this is Ooh. dangerous, and so <laughs> I left. Uh, but I'm feeling much better now and happy and ready to record this podcast. Ooh, cool. Other Whoa. than, uh, our, oh my. <laughs> that's the headspace we're entering. Settle down, children. Settle down. Fine. Did anyone else see good movies other than the Zombieland? Series? I don't remember. I, <laughs> we watched Popstar. Oh yeah, that that movie is better than I remember. What is that on? That's the Lonely what, is Island movie. It's on, it's on Hulu. It's, it's on by Hulu. the Lonely Island. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Okay. Andy Samberg's like a like a he's a pop star. Interesting. Yeah. It's re, it's it's pretty good. It's got a lot like a lot of cameos. A lot in it. of people. yeah. It's like ninety percent cameos is in it. Okay. Uh, For like three <laughs> seconds, <laughs> he just walks past. <laughs> Uh, it's great. It's good. Um, it's good though. It's it's worth a watch. I rewatched Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, which is yes. one of my favorite movies. So good. And every ah. time, ah, the movies, the movies, terrible. Yeah, I've heard oh, I'm, I'm, I'm offering a contrarian opinion just to make this more of a <laughs> yeah, conflictful podcast. I definitely sure, have heard you rave about this movie before. <laughs> you what? I've heard you love this movie before, so I know that's not no. true. People change. People, People change, especially in terms of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> and I changed overnight. I watched Mamma Mia for the first time. Ugh, here I'm we sorry. go again. It was... Oh, <laughs> my lord. It's good. I love the music. Love ABBA. Oh, and... You can't, you can't yeah. not like ABBA. Exactly. Likes ABBA. Don't like ABBA? Red I mean, flag. I don't like ABBA, but I love them because they're like family. So 
you know that goes. No, that's a great way of putting it. I like ABBA because they're like family. ABBA is the Olive Garden of the pop music <laughs> world. When you hear your family. <laughs> you know when you go to Olive Garden, you're like, great. Are they Swedish? Yeah. Great, Swedish food. <laughs> I, I watched yeah. Pale Blue Eye. Is that, I is, watched... that? is that the Velvet Underground song? Sure. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a detective movie with Christian Bale and Harry Melling plays Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, oh, that's the new one on Netflix. I, re- okay, yeah. I read the description yeah. for that. And I also watched Disenchanted. Ooh. The, wi- uh, the new one? Mm-hmm. Is it no. as good as it? Enchanted? We, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't need to talk about it. All right, all right, oh, that's fair. That's a shame. I'm pulling up the receipts. Have I, you, uh, did you vlog it? Or the receipts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, listen, okay, they did a good job of trying to establish, like, her kid is now a teen, oh. and a lot has changed, and she doesn't really know how to handle it, mm. but it is a rip of WandaVision. Everyone who has oh, said no. it's basically really? WandaVision is correct. Huh. Like, if this had come out before WandaVision, I think a lot more people would have enjoyed it. Oh. But the music's not as memorable. Amy Adams killed it. I mean, oh, her usual. Amy Adams, That's yeah. just yeah, a bad thing right? to rip off. <laughs> I actually enjoyed WandaVision. I like the first I don't like, half I don't, of WandaVision. I, I, I have a theory, a, a philosophy that I will stick to and murder someone about. Besides sure? Falcon and the Winter Soldier... I believe every single one of those Marvel shows would be better if they were not a Marvel show, including Moon Knight. I've not seen a lot of them. Like, just like concept wise, like imagine Loki is just about time cops, and Falcon I don't have to like soldier. care about the different versions of Loki. Right. One division. There's just no saving. <laughs> no, it's, it's because that is so intrinsically no, yeah, Marvel. I know, I got you. But like, think about it. One division, right? You watch this classic like '50s sitcom. And then suddenly she starts levitating things, and he's a robot, and you're like, what is going on? And you don't know. Then halfway through the show, you're like, oh, he's really dead. These kids don't exist. And then it turns out she has the entire town hostage. You're like, this is incredible. And it doesn't have to end in a big CGI boss fight. That's the only, that's the only thing I was going to say is I don't like the last episode. No, yeah. that's I like every other part of WandaVision except... Pretty much the, the last episode. is really cool with a beekeeper coming out of the sewer. And this yeah. is like not really spoilers because it's been out for so long. And it's also uh, the song in like the middle of the series, uh, Agatha's song. Oh, yeah. Slaps. <laughs> like literally the, the villain in this is basically Agatha. Is it Except Maya Rudolph? Yes. Is that? Okay, well. <laughs> but it's really obvious no, from wait. like the minute you see her it's, character. It's uh, Catherine Hahn. That's WandaVision. WandaVision. My, my Rudolph is in Yeah, in oh, Dis- Dis- yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm mm-hmm. tracking now. Never mind. Yeah, it's Ryan... Her in Lululemon leggings. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, you, you can see the suburban mother and you're like, well, she's evil. Yeah. From the get-go. Oh. You know what I mean? I'd you just, just look watch... at her and you're like, I know where this is going. I'd rather just watch Dirk Gently if I wanted that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> wait, sure. have, wait, have none of you seen Dirk Gently? You've no. asked me to watch it Dirk like several times. The, but... the, not the old one, the, the newer one made by Max Landis, which is kind of sad. But the show's really, really good. It's got Elijah Wood in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah Wood. It's first season, be- some of the best television. Second season, some of the best, second best television. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the second season, it's all like this suburban mom going evil. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a little disappointing. Yeah. It's a yeah. shame. Harry Melling killed it in Pale Blue Eye, though. Oh, my god, He was He's really, really good in it. He's yeah. absolutely wonderful. He was awesome. 
So you guys are going to go ahead and describe the the last five minutes of the movie that we showed, which this week was called Hiding Out. Hiding, Hiding Out. Out. Yeah. What's John it available Cryer. On? What's it available on, Hannah? It is available on YouTube and Vudu, and the internet says it's available on Amazon, but it's not right now. So just oh. be aware of that. And is that is it streaming, or do you have to buy it? I believe you have to buy it right now, Gross. which sucks. But, um, you know. And then we started it one thirty one twenty eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so John Cryer. John Cryer. John Cryer. With, with like, his, not not all of his hair is blonde, just the sides of it is blonde. Yeah, the sides of his hair is blonde, and the top is, like, jet black. Yeah. He looks like if he ran really fast in a cartoon. Yeah, like, (laughs) the sides of his hair are blonde. (laughs) He looks like he got really into, like, the, like, e-girl haircuts but like oh, didn't geez. really know how to do it properly <laughs> yeah he got the glasses though he did yeah well that's later he doesn't come up oh sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, no. spoilers so <laughs> this last one <laughs> spoilers oh the glasses are too much the glasses are too much <laughs> uh, but okay so it starts uh not in a courtroom but in a courthouse mm-hmm. john crier walks out of what i assume is a courtroom mm-hmm. to meet an elderly woman that he then calls grammy Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So John Cryer is dressed like your classic '80s stockbroker, which I forgot about the line. No more trading. No stock. more trading stock. <laughs> so yeah, he goes up to Grammy, and I, I does he say like we won or no? He says he has to go away for a while. He has to go so away for a while. He lost. Got into uh, some antics, some crime. Right. And He's, then yeah. So I got to go away for a while, and the gra- and Grammy's like. I know, but they wouldn't tell me where, and he's like, "That's yeah. part of it." Yeah. But I gotta say in <laughs> it. Shushes her and is like, "Shh." Like, <laughs> that, that, I, that's part of it. I, you like you were about to say. Yeah. I, he's like, but I got, I got. They let me have some say in it, so I think I'll be okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kinda and then sus. trading stocks. Oh yeah, and Grammy goes, "No more trading stocks," and he goes, "No, but that might be a good thing." He goes, no, but that might be a good thing. And then she's like, your parents would be proud. And then she gives him a gift. Yeah, this parcel with... But it fades out. We never see we what never the gift see is. We never see what the gift is. Yeah, so he walks away, it fades away, and then we see this woman uh, in a cap and gown, like a graduation mm-hmm. stuff. What I can assume is a high school graduation. So that was part yeah. of it. I was Part of my pitch is I was super confused. I was like, how do they graduate college? And then still be at college after graduation. This is I realized that this was high school graduation, yeah. which might be a little tough because later on in the five minutes the they're college, like, "Oh, the, the second, second time." time. Right, right. right, right. So yeah. I, I, okay, yeah. when we get to that part, I'm gonna say the like when we watched this last five minutes, like ten minutes ago, when I the thing that I realized that I really is dis, is really creepy to me. But uh, so she's graduating. I think she's reading a yearbook or something. Yeah, she seems to be reminiscing. Kind of, right, and then it cuts to this thing. car driving up mm-hmm. through the crowd of people, and this guy whose name is Patrick gets out. Yeah. And then this guy is like, yo, Patrick. Like, Someone nice else new this set part. of wheels. He, got, he, he said he has a nice new set of wheels. Uh, I, so I thought his name was Badger. He says, <laughs> he says Patrick twice, and I heard both times it as Badger. Badger. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, Badger's goes, a cooler name by, by far. Yeah, oh, Badger, Badger. Badrick is wearing these cool <laughs> circular shades, hops out the car with a girl, and then he's he's invited to take a picture with a bunch of people. And and the 
the guy who's like, what's up, Patrick, talks only in, like, hip-hop slang only from in, the 90s. Yeah, from slang. the time this movie came out. So they take a picture, and he goes, bust a move. So Is this it, 90s or 80s? It, I couldn't tell. <laughs> the lady never tells. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say 90s because of John Cryer. Early, early 90s. Um... But yeah, so the guy, he's like, one, two, three, bust a move, and everyone takes a picture together. Mm-hmm. And it freeze frames and then dissolves. And then it cuts to the woman. Who was flipping Me? through the yearbook. <laughs> yeah, bells are ringing. The, hands the woman. There, what I assume is a, I ca- I had a college, a college in Iowa. And she's, oh, because the book said Iowa. D- yeah. And she's sitting on the lawn reading books and stuff like that. And then this guy, we can't see who he is, but he's sitting behind a tree. Throws writes, a note. Yeah, he throws a note at her. Says, she opens it up and it says, Do you believe, do you believe in, in reincarnation? reincarnation? Which is the creepiest thing ever. And she's confused and she looks up and she sees John Cryer <laughs> wearing glasses and now he has a normal haircut. <laughs> His hair is a normal color. And he's wearing glasses to show that time has passed. And this is where I stopped tuning, as I stopped paying attention. So you, you too, please. Okay. Uh, he so, said he's getting his teaching degree. Teaching degree. His SAT scores were low, but he's got some friends in the Justice Department. Sus. Sus. It's a very, it's a very strange encounter, and it feels like he's been stalking her. Uh, <laughs> well, he says he has. Been, like, he says he's been. Wa- he's been, been watching trying her to for a while, out, trying like, to figure out how to, to talk say. to you. Yeah. Um, and, and his best. It, I've been trying to figure out how to talk to you, and his best. The best thing you come up with is throwing a note at her that says, Do you believe in reincarnation? <laughs> Which maybe that's something they talked about previously. Maybe it's not. I, I, I don't know. say it's not. I'm saying he's just a weirdo. Um, and so he asks if she's still seeing, uh, 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 and she's like, Oh, Kevin? No, that was high school. I don't. Right. Think Kevin. Yeah. Um, she followed the trial. She asks, or she says, calls him Max, and then is like, Or Andrew? Andrew. Like, I'm not sure what your name is. Um, and then he says, Eddie Collins. <laughs> he walks around the tree and goes, let's start over. I'm Eddie Collins. And she goes, that sounds so fake. <laughs> and he goes, it is. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I mean, it's just the name or whatever. Uh, the heavy implication I'm getting is that he's in witness protection and he's breaking all of the rules <laughs> for witness protection. He's yeah. gonna die. Um, and then he's gonna he, get murdered. He puts his arm around her. They kiss. Uh, and then, and then really she goes, tight close up. Yeah, it's really close up. And it's kind of gross. Uncomfortably close. Yeah. And then she goes, how's college? And he goes, Better the Much second better time. The second time. So and then is, it just lingers. Yeah, so <laughs> a little too long. <laughs> this is where I got eked out the second time watching these last five minutes. So the first time I thought, oh, she's graduating college, and for some reason she's still at college, right? Hmm. No, no. That graduation was clearly her high school, which means that she's like 18 years old, and this guy who is a formerly Don't a stockbroker and is going <laughs> through college for the second time. Just sat down and kissed this girl, which is the culmination of what I can only believe is a love story throughout the whole movie, which is super creepy. That right? being said, I, He's I like had at least to make my pitch wrap around that idea without like, well, making it like, okay. <laughs> so so it, my pitch like borderline makes like things 
It doesn't follow that track. Right. It follows a different so you're going to try to licorice pizza it? No, 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 no. no. Oh, God. Okay. No, he's trying to not licorice pizza. Okay. Oh, Thank the you same for clarifying. Oh, right. The okay. same but, like, that's, like, I didn't realize that until this time. That's so creepy. He's yeah. at least, yeah. like, 25, 26. And he and looks she's like 18. John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. It's John Cryer. It's John Cryer. I purposely put a time jump in mine. To avoid that. Yeah, my my I, I didn't even realize she was in high school at the beginning, so I was like, mine doesn't even touch on that That's at okay. all. But okay. I completely forgot about the stockbroker line and I forgot about Patrick. So Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so after they like zoom in for a long time on his face, we cut to black and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the, that's movie. the, end of the movie. Credits roll. Yeah, that's hiding out. Yeah, that's that was a <laughs> that's you picked some movie, Hannah. Thank you. You picked some. There was movie. a lot of information. Don't I always? Decipher. You really yeah. do. You're hitting. Your you're batting three for three. So. <laughs> Woo! All right, you guys ready for some trivia? Let's go Woo! trivia. Same uh, rules as uh, last time we did trivia. With yes. You? Okay, so we're yes. all we're all trying to find the answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, which child from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory found the first golden ticket? Oh gosh. It was. Oh. That was quick on oh, the That in, was quick. Was it in the order they die? Like in the Actually, movie? Actually, that's, that's a great question. I think it was oh. the order they die, right? This is Augustus, then it was they don't Violet, die. Then it was they just disappear. They just yeah. disappear. In Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. We never see them again. Like like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory takes time and shows them all at the end, still living, just awfully deformed. Gene Wilder, though? He's oh, my. I man. love those four kids. Yeah. When Gene Wilder is like, help, police. <laughs> what do you want me to do about this drowning kid? Good question. Good question. Yeah, but the world may never know. <laughs> All right, time for our first pitch of the night, which is. Uh, ben. Ben. Hello. Hey. hey. Uh, okay, so for the sake of my pitch, we're set in the year 1990. And that's okay. important for the sake of the story. So, 1990. There's this high schooler named John with the dream to become one of the wealthiest men in the world. He's super enterprising and somewhat charismatic with adults, despite looking a lot like John Cryer from Shorts. <laughs> but when it comes to talking to the ladies, he's got some trouble. In the opening scene, he tries to ask a girl to homecoming, and she pours a milkshake over his head. He screams at her and runs away. He excels in his studies, had several student or- organizations, including the Speech and Debate Team, Investment Club, and Model UN. So if you didn't believe me before, he's really not popular with the other students. <laughs> no, he's a model UN and he isn't popular? Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it sounds like this role was made for John. Cutler. Yeah, only his 40-year-old face could play this awkward high schooler. Uh, so he mostly hangs out with his grandmother, Marianne, because his sister and brother Eric hate his guts. And Grandma Marianne is terrible with names, so she only refers to John as Andrew. His parents are already super wealthy, but he wants to make a name for himself in the world, which would prove difficult since he's named after his father, so that's why he goes by his middle name, John, to distinguish himself from the family. When his father takes him along for a business trip to the Caribbean, John flips out when his father signs a contract to buy a private island. So John takes the air marshal's pistol, shoots the window of the plane, and in a very Amazing Spider-Man 2 intro kind of way, all the windows burst open and the plane crashes, leaving only John alive. To provide some crucial context, John has pentelier phobia, the fear of ink, uh, or the fear of a pen marking you with its ink. So when his father signed the contract, he blacked out for a while and his instincts took control. <laughs> so either way, he returns home to his family's penthouse in New York where he's bombarded with wealthy business ex- business executives concerned with the state of the company. 
Despite the vast wealth and influence of John's father, a top secret organization was able to maintain the crash's secrecy. And in a secret meeting, the board of directors disclosed to John that his father planned to dissolve the empire in the event of his death. But the board wishes to complete a few final deals for their own benefit using John as a figurehead to act in the father's place. Since they share the same name, it would make all of the documents legally binding. That's not how it works in the real world. <laughs> so don't try to, like, do that <laughs> if you have the same name it, as your parents. I mean, your pitch does have the legal accuracy of movies in the 90s. Right, so, that's so true. You didn't see any. Watch it not be from the 90s. <laughs> it's, it's like 2013. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> the CGI DH John Cryer is crazy. Yep. No, he just <laughs> looks the same. Totally bonkers. He looked 40 age, since he was 20. Yeah, he looks 40 <laughs> all the time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it doesn't make documents legally binding the real world, but for the sake of the story, it does. So, thinking about this lifelong dream, the wealth, and the popularity that this move would entail, John decides to seize his father's empire and take on the name that his late father gave him. Donald John Trump. How hard could it be? Gross! Sign a few papers in pencil and let the board take care of the heavy lifting. On the plus side, he didn't have to worry about his pesky siblings, Eric and Ivanka, getting in his way. In a long blank check kind of montage, Donald signs a ton of papers in pencil, transforms his penthouse into an awful-looking bachelor pad, and pays off the board of directors at Harvard University to send him a degree in economics. Hold on a second. I, I thought this was about Donald Trump and not Donald Trump no, Jr.? No, this is Donald Trump Jr. in an alternate reality where he accidentally killed Donald and Ivana <laughs> in a plane crash. That makes way more sense because I was like... Eric, Ivanka, aren't those his kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this, I love this is how Junior. You, you said Eric, but you didn't say Ivanka earlier. Right, because, yeah, you probably would have understood <laughs> yeah, like, Eric yeah. and Ivanka. That's a great I did twist. a lot of research on the Trump family because I knew nothing about them, thank goodness. That's but right. Now I do, which is unfortunate. <laughs> so, uh, so now yeah. that's in your search history. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he paid off the board of directors at Harvard to get a degree in economics uh, unlawfully, wow. and then he trades stocks like he's in Vegas using illegal stock information to sway the rise and fall of businesses. Same. This was easy money yet <laughs> over all along. He models himself exactly like Trump Sr., fashioning his hair to be big and golden, flowing in the wind, and wearing the highest quality suits that money could buy. Donald gets super lonely, so he heads back to high school. <laughs> he's already, he already has a college degree, so he's really only doing it to show off as a clown. Uh, having adopted this new persona, Donald notices that everybody around him is talking about his transformation. To Donald, he feels like James Dean from Rebel Without a Cause and that everybody loves his new style. But in reality, everybody at school thinks he looks like a tool and is just a skinnier version of Trump Sr., complete with a toupee to cover up his male pattern baldness. Donald tries to hit on this girl in his class named Denise, but her boyfriend Kevin is not having it. Kevin also goes by the name of Badger due to a stint at Camp Greenlake Correctional after robbing a bodega. They had to dig a bunch of holes at Camp Greenlake, and he was really good at it, so they started to call him Badger. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin... Do badgers dig holes? Yeah, they burrow. <laughs> so, Kevin, a.k.a. Badger, is all like, Denise, have you been cheating on me again? We talked about this. Please don't do this again, Denise. And Donald's like, lay off, bucko. Can't you see she has eyes for another? And Badger's like, bucko? You talk stupid. What the hell does that even mean? Uh, Badger goes on to poke fun at Donald's appearance, and when Donald retaliates, Badger pulls a knife on him. Oh, which oh. dangerous. Rumble. Uh, yeah, rumble. <laughs> in response, Donald challenges Badger to a chicken run, just like in Rebel Without a Cause. And it plays out almost exactly like it does in that movie. And for those of you who haven't seen Rebel Without a Cause, Me. there's a scene where two guys hop into their nice cars and drive towards the edge of a cliff. But in this movie, instead of one of them getting stuck and falling to his death, 
They both jump out at the last minute, saving um, their lives but destroying the vehicles. Donald's pretty much unfazed by this because he can just buy another car with his dad's money, but Badger is furious. He wants a new car with Donald's rich daddy money. A fight breaks out, <laughs> but Denise helps Donald escape safely. She drives him home, and she says that she's on and off with Kevin sometimes, but there's just something about his pasty white complexion and ability to dig holes that turns her on. In classic rom-com fashion, Denise kisses Donald on the cheek with, with barely a conversation under his belt. That's what every girl wants, a pasty guy who can dig holes. Just <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, right. I, early, no. early show. <laughs> Uh, so after Denise drives off, Donald kicks the rocks at his feet and the music swells. He prances along the fountain outside of his tower and almost begins a musical number, but Be Real just went off. But abruptly, uh, he almost gets hit by a big black van that almost hits him. A bunch of Russian-speaking guys in black jumpsuits kidnap him and drive him away. Um, this is loosely inspired by the scene in Robots when Fender is swept away by the street sweeper. The influences that are on this pitch are crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I made a list. The Soviet spies interrogate and torture Donald for the location of his father and information on secret financial records connected to an even more top-secret organization. Donald tries to convince them that he doesn't know anything about the top-secret organization or the financial records or anything, but they don't believe him. He really doesn't know, like, anything about anything, but they think he does. So they look back at their personal files and figure that the only way they can get the information out of him is to dunk him in the substance he fears most, black ink, head first. Oh. Donald is terrified for multiple reasons. For one, he has an irrational fear and there's no telling what he'll do if he comes into contact with the ink. And two, the end result would look extremely racist. They tether him upside down over a barrel of ink and slowly lower him, but he doesn't have an answer to give. He screams and shakes until the top of his golden head of hair is soaked. Uh, he blacks out and then comes back to consciousness sitting on the ground surrounded by several dead and bloody Soviets. Oh, just like no. Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. <laughs> he freaks out for a moment before a bunch of mercenaries crash through the skylight. They wear green equipment and tactical helmets with singular eyeballs painted on each of their faces. A woman in a green business suit descends down a rope and asks if Donald is alright. He says he's fine, but he's super confused. The woman says she's part of a top secret organization called the Illuminati, one that Trump Sr. was a large advocate for. She looks, uh, she's looking to recruit a bunch of young, influential people and bring them up within the organization as fosters for change. She reveals a file containing images of Madonna, Michael Jackson, and a very young Beyonce. He tries to, uh, or no, he agrees to their terms and joins the Illuminati on the spot, just like his father before him. Inside Job? <laughs> is this what Inside Job is? Kinda. Is it about the Illuminati? Season, well, part two. No, just keep going. I was thinking Teen Titans, but for the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's also revealed that the papers he signed uh, in his brief rise to power were illegitimate, and all of the stock information he was given was super illegal, so he's going to have to do some jail time and change his name to Max to preserve not only the family name, but the secrecy of the Illuminati as well. He's young, so the rigged justice system will have no choice but to look the other way and give him a short sentence. And as for the deaths of several Soviet spies, the woman's like, they shouldn't have been in the country in the first place, so justice system will look past that um, as well. And so having learned nothing... Donald Trump Jr. agrees to the terms and undergoes a short legal montage before getting sentenced to a long stint at Camp Green Lake, where he meets a bunch of cool guys and learns oh to dig gosh. holes. Uh, entering the camp as Max, he leaves with the nickname Eddie Collins <laughs> because he looks a whole lot like this other kid named Eddie Collins. <laughs> uh, just before, oh yeah, uh, outside of the movie. Um, so just before this film was to be released, the studio was so pressed for time that the editor forgot to like reorder the legal montage and the, the segment about the holes. So we flash back to the scene with Trump and his grandmother, the one who calls him Andrew. Uh, and that's where we pick up with the last five minutes. 
She gives him a gift box, which we earlier learned was a collapsible shovel. And he agrees to stop trading stocks altogether, and she tells him that his parents would be proud. Denise graduates. Badger gets a new car. They one, two, three, bust a move. And flashing forward, Junior and Denise meet at college. He asks her about reincarnation, which they have exchanged no previous mention about. <laughs> it's almost as if he's been stalking her. He gets a little handsy. They kiss awkwardly. And he says some bullshit about going to second college a second time before we <laughs> zoom really tight on his face and cut to black. The end. Oh. And so, Donald Trump Jr. What, I have to twist. keep my mouth shut. I can't say anything. Is this movie about Is Donald Trump? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I think this movie's cool. about Donald Trump. Is there a holes montage in this movie? There's a holes montage. Does she date a guy because yeah, he can you know, dig a good hole? Because he can hole? dig a bunch of holes There's, and has a pasty white yeah, complexion. Yeah. Oh, um, okay, on a scale from one to ten, how much is this movie like robots? <laughs> oh my gosh, I've seen thinking. robots in so long. Uh, I don't well, know. Why be you when you can be new? Hiding out. 1990. <laughs> <laughs> the, when you mentioned Madonna and Michael Jackson, I forgot that this was based in the 90s. Like, yeah, before yeah, yeah. then, I forgot. They the would time. have had to have been relatively young. And, like, Beyonce, Destiny's Child just started in 1990. Right. Yeah. And in, so it implies that, like, the Illuminati made them famous, grew Beyonce up. Yeah. <laughs> through her career. In Inside Job, Beyonce is a part of the Illuminati, as well as Lin Manuel Miranda. I watched a Ryan that movie. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes and it connected Lemonade to the Illuminati. Yeah. So that's all I know about. All right. Ben, that was incredible. It was pretty. I have no notes. pretty. Yeah. I can't say more. Ugh. We'll find out. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, we will find out. We will find Indeed. out. Indeed. Okay. On the next episode of Nuclear Popcorn, we find out. <laughs> Are you boys ready? Time for some trivia. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> for trivia. Trivia time. Trivia. It's done. March 13th. Demon Head. <laughs> okay. What's the name of Meatloaf's character in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh, I thought you were going to say Fight Club. I thought it was going to be Fight Club. I, I knew it. I know his name in Fight Club. It's Robert Paulson. Yep. Bob. I, Bob. I still haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Me neither, neither have I. I need to see it we talked about Wait, it last time. No, no, no. Is it Rocky? No. Is it Horror? No. <laughs> Picture? No. It's show? not show either. Oh. Dang it. Well, I'm all out of Oh, my God. The thing I know about, about that movie is week, Tim so Curry. Can... That's all I know. Tim Curry. Oh, yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Is it me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tim Curry. Ooh, it... Tim Curry. I didn't Wadsworth. know Meatloaf was in Rocky Horror. Okay, so no no guesses. No. It's Eddie. Ah, oh. uh, Freddie Collins. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all right. On to our next pitch. Our next pitch. Hi, it's me. Hey. Oh, like, we're just gonna keep. I couldn't. I couldn't remember who's going next. <laughs> um, I will say, I'm yeah. following Ben in all of these because his are just so good, and mine are Luke, mediocre at best. Do not talk poorly about yourself. Luke, if Fine. I was wearing a shoe, I would throw it at you. Forever. Him. Oh, your dogs are out right now. You're what? you're exposing My dog. to the audience. Well, we got the dogs are out. <laughs> I'm not taking pictures of that though. No I free can, feet pics. No free feet pics. That's right, yeah. I take his pics. Okay. Ben, and post them on Be Real. Them on Be Real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, great segue. This is the uh, this is hiding out. Andrew is your typical lumberjack living in the woods near Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> oh, wow. Just take a mental image of John Cryer as a lumberjack. I I can't. <laughs> what? 
However, what sets Andrew apart from the rest is that he does not use a typical axe. He uses a mere hatchet to cut down lumber for the whole town. Oh, wow. Andrew likes the simple life. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. He's his own boss and really only communicates with family on a regular basis. He especially likes chatting with his grandmother every week. He feels fulfillment in being a lumberjack and able to provide to the town that he loves. Wait, I that's a terrible sentence. He feels fulfillment in being a lumberjack and being able to provide the town something that they need. However, he feels lonely getting lost in the Alaskan woods sometimes. He longs for a partner. So he does what any reasonable lumberjack does and signs up for lumberjackdating.com, which is a real website that I found oh, in research no for this. Lumberjackdating.com. Where do I sign up? <laughs> lumberjackdating.com. So, Whoa! So far, Ben's research was on the Trump, the Trump family. Yeah. And your research was on lumberjack dating websites. Just one. There's okay. only one. You know, they might Lumberjackdating.com. No, they could sponsor I think they could sponsor Yeah, maybe. We'll you out. should see if they should. Yeah, we'll reach out to them and see what we can yeah. do. Yeah. Um, in an effort to weed out the weirdos on this website and keep a little bit of privacy, he changed his online name from Andrew to Max. There you go. There you go. Makes sense. He's wooed by the sweet Alaskan honeys and ultimately ultimately finds a lovely lady named Sarah. They hit it off immediately and end up chatting all day and night. They spill everything about their childhood and growing up, including a very long-winded story about some nerd she dated in high school named Kevin and a really cool friend of hers that's also kind of weird who says stuff like bust a move whenever he takes a picture. (laughs) However, unbeknownst to Andrew... Sarah is also not entirely telling the truth. While Andrew thinks Sarah is the same age as him, around 23 or so, she's actually a high schooler catfishing him as part of a twisted school project on the dangers of the internet. Whoa. Oh my gosh. But Sarah cannot hide the feelings that she had for Max, really Andrew. They agree to meet up for coffee. In an attempt to be cute, Andrew approaches her from behind at the coffee shop and kisses her on the forehead. Or the back of the head. The forehead would be... He kisses her on the back of the head. Yeah, the same difference. <laughs> I've got uh, a forehead on the back of my head too. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I've got like eight, I've got like eight foreheads. <laughs> she, she's got a bald, like a bald patch. She kisses on the back her on the bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like eight foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> she can use uh, uh, Trump's toupee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he lifts diverse. her toupee, kisses the bald spot, and puts it back exactly. down. <laughs> Um, as soon as she turns around, Andrew realizes the dangerous situation he's put himself in. He doesn't realize she's a high schooler, and he flees the scene. Sarah tries to stop him to explain that, she, that they can make it work, but there was no chance that Andrew would even consider dating a high schooler. After all, he is in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Sarah leaves devastated as she still loves him. In a fit of rage, Andrew resorts to the woods with his trusty hatchet and a six-pack of beer to clear his mind. <laughs> that night would change everything. Okay, real Whoa. quick. I don't know what you're about to say, but I'm imagining the, the <laughs> scene from Fla- from a, a Footloose, except instead of yeah. dancing in the woods, it's him cutting down trees to While intensity. chugging beer. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like Hoodwink. When you when you were starting that, I was thinking of Sassy Troy in uh, High School Musical 2. Yeah. yeah. Same, kinda, same thing, different fonts. I was thinking Hot Rod when he punch dances oh, no, in the yes. woods. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So while drunkenly swinging through the woods, uh, he comes across a pack of wild moose. His liquid courage does not make him afraid, though. He instead decides to share a brewski with the moose, which is actually against the law in Alaska. This is a real law. You cannot feed an alcoholic beverage to a moose. You did a lot of research. research, I just knew. I kid you not. I built a lot of this pitch around the fun fact that I know that you can't feed an alcoholic (laughs) beverage to a moose in Alaska. (laughs) 
So he's having a great time with this moose. So, <laughs> they're sharing a beer. They're having a great time. And as they're walking together, Andrew sees something he could not foresee. He sees the Alaskan mafia attempt to bury a body deep in the woods. Mm. Out of shock, he drops his hatchet, loses it, and retreats to the police. He explains the situation, and the police realize that while he did indeed witness a murder and could be in real danger, he did also feed an alcoholic beverage to a moose, which is against the law. This proceeds into a long, drawn-out court case that Andrew has to take part of. The case lasts for five years. Oh, wow. About this moose. <laughs> <laughs> about so the seriously. moose. Wait, wait. This is the court case about the moose or about the murder? Both. Okay. They have to reach have a settlement. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, <laughs> those things are equal. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian law. Um, oh, gosh. All the while, uh, Andrew is, like, trying to talk to his friends in the judicial system, but he's still kind of scared something might happen. Uh, Andrew is still kind of scared, so he resorts back to his only place of peace, talking online to Sarah for those five years. Um, the verdict is decided that Andrew will go into witness protection and needs a new identity. He decides on Eddie Collins for some reason and decides he wants to get a teaching degree to teach future generations about the dangers of feeding alcohol to moose. <laughs> it's an entire college course called Don't Feed Alcohol to Moose. I would take that. And you take it, and it's just Every a go, don't, 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 do don't, don't, do don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I did it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm in witness protection, and I can't legally be talking about it. Oh, right shoot. Now. Uh, oh, gosh. No. I, I got to move colleges again. Uh, when the case is over, who is there to greet him but his grandmother? Um, this is where the last five minutes plays out. She says his parents will be proud and gives him a gift, which is a new hatchet. That's what's in. That's what the gift yeah, is. I love that the mystery of this movie is yeah. what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? Like a I, I, I completely forgot about the box. So it's not well, <laughs> quick, write something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, give me like twenty-five minutes. I gotta There's incorporate a, uh, a box and then set line. it up three times, and then. <laughs> so within the five years that um, Andrew is in the court case, he's still talking to Sarah online. Sarah graduates high school and reflects on her life. That's all I can remember from that middle bit besides the guy who says bust a move. Um, so years have passed. Um, he moves to Iowa where Sarah is. Um, and in the end, Andrew feels comfortable approaching Sarah. Now that she's not a high schooler and in college, she's like <laughs> 21, 22 now. Like that should be legal. <laughs> but yeah. I, there's no way to make it not weird. No, it's right. um, and they finally have a proper kiss and live happily ever after in suburban Iowa the end. Aww. It all comes down to Iowa. It all comes down to moose. Comes it comes down, down to, to if that moose, you know, didn't get drunk, we'd have a completely different yeah. movie. Yeah. Did the moose have a name or is it moose? moose. That's a solid moose. It's name. a good name. It's a good mm. name. If good if, if you're name. a moose, <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid. Name I, would, moose. I might actually <laughs> Moose Smith. <laughs> <laughs> moose Kruger. <laughs> I, I break bones. <laughs> moose Waldenstrom. That doesn't. Quite no, that's great. Well, so Moose that's Waldenstrom. Cool. That sounds like a villain in like a 1980s action film. Or a... Moose Waldenstrom. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's, that's my great. version nice of hiding Nice job, out. man. Thank I you. like it. I like it. I like the moose. Thank you. That's yeah. very integral to the plot. Yeah. That, that That is what I imagine the, the new season of Dexter is about. <laughs> <laughs> he completely forgets about the whole serial killer thing and just like. Chops down trees and gets drunk with a moose. They is pill- Dexter pill- Canadian? Pill- 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 no, but they oh, stole okay. everything. For, uh, <laughs> for Alaskan, sorry. Spo- spoiler for Dexter, it ends with him becoming a lumberjack. The original uh, show does, and then they did a new season. Oh, gotcha. And so that's I what I love to see that. Yeah. Except it's John Cryer. 
Yeah. Oh, I forgot it's... it was John Cryer. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't uh, imagine him chopping anything down. Yeah. I can't imagine him holding anything more dangerous than a butter knife. Um, yeah. Let alone a hatchet. All right. <laughs> Guys, ready for some more trivia? More trivia. All right. What score did Elle Woods get on her LSAT and Legally Blonde? The perfect 1600? It, it was something... Oh, no, that's the high. SAT, not the it's LSAT. The, I'm she stupid. was like... What is that high? Like, is that a high score? I, uh, what, like it's hard? Oh, gosh. Well, like it's well, hard. That's hard. what she says. I haven't seen that oh, movie gosh. in a while. So I good. don't even know what the top score of the no, LSAT was. No, that's <laughs> what I was trying to think. Because, like, in my econ class this morning, he brought up, like, a diagram of, like, what majors make on the LSATs. Mm. And I'm trying to remember what the oh, top gosh. score was. Just so we have, like, a range. I think it's, like... Do we... I think it was, like, a, like 160 or something like that. 161 was, like... So not 1600. 154. 179. Oh. Apparently the top scores are 180. So she got oh. 179. Oh, well. Oh. Good on Reese. Probably do it in real life. Yeah. Yeah. She's brilliant. All right. And our final pitch of the night is... August. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi. Have you reminded the last pitch of the night? Oh, right. My name is Moose. Hi, Moose. I'm Dad. Hi, Dad. I haven't seen you in a week. Um, so I will warn you, my pitch isn't funny at all. It's got one joke in it, and it's not even we'll a funny joke. We'll crack jokes. We'll find a way. Unless I don't, it's serious. I'm going to be honest. You might jokes. not be able to. Oh, okay. okay. Just yeah. like Drake Bell, we'll find a way. All right. Uh, find all right. a way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thought it was about something else. And I kind of I kind of wrote Drake this. Drake and Josh, that's all he's ever done. I kind of wrote this less for like a pitch and more for like a dramatic reading, if that makes any sense as, oh, the, cool. as to the difference. So Slam I'm gonna, poetry. Yeah, yeah, it, it rhymes. Do <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. I really want to do a pitch that rhymes someday in the future, but this one doesn't. Could have been a could have been fire, but he went to prison because he was a liar. Perjury. Okay. <laughs> we gave that time to Ben. <laughs> and that is a poem I call Perjury. So All right. S- safe space. All right, mine. Bluebird Cafe. All right. <clears throat> An old woman, about 70 or 80, lies in a bed, a dozen or so family members around her. Tears drip down the woman's cheek. She isn't crying. Her decaying body just feels like that's the right thing to do. Her family talks in hushed tones, having meaningless conversations to fill the silence. Not the silence. They talk to mask the beeps of the woman's life support. Every once in a while, someone will laugh, but it won't be a boisterous laugh. No, it's it's quiet, reserved, restrained. No matter the humor or dullness or love in these conversations, no one forgets why they are there. The old woman, Anna is her name, doesn't speak. She doesn't try to say anything. She's been too weak for too long. She knows what she's capable of. So since she can't speak and since she can't move, Anna thinks. She thinks of the most important people in her life. First, she thinks of her children, remembering the births of all three of them, how unique each birth was. She always thought that they would be easier than the last, but with each one came new challenges she hadn't experienced before. But these unique obstacles, these unique obstacles that came from their births and their lives are probably the reason why she loved them so uniquely and so wholeheartedly. But she realized she couldn't remember many specifics. When did each of them get married? What color were their graduation robes? But small details usually slip in a decaying mind. She thought of her parents, her stern, stubborn father, and her wise, caring mother, who both constantly put their lives on the line 
so their only daughter so their only daughter could live a life better than them. But when did they die? When were their funerals? More and more details slipped from Anna's dying brain. She thought of her friends with little accuracy. She thought of Patrick, her friend since college, who had money and and she couldn't remember much else about him. She thought of her friend Justin, who only spoke in hip hop hit in hip hop slang from the nineties. Or did he? Did he use it as irony, or did he genuinely mean it? Her frail psyche couldn't sort between fact and stereotype. Then she thought of a face, a man's face with a name she couldn't place. She knew she loved this face so deeply, so wholeheartedly. Anna had a tendency towards loving as much as she could, whoever she could. As those around her cry harder and a doctor inserts a needle into Anna's arm, she keeps this face, this man's face, tight in her brain. Who was he? Was he the father of her children? That would, that would make sense. She thought of when she met her children's father, Max. Anna was 35 when her friend Patrick introduced them to each other. Why was Anna so sad before Max? Why did Max's love, when, what did Max's love help mend? Anna and Max hit it off and within two years they were married. Max loved Anna so deeply and Anna cared for him but she never really let him in. Why didn't she let him in? They had their three kids and raised them together but Anna thinks that face, the face of the man she loved, he died, didn't he? Anna thinks of the funeral for the man she loved. Her children were grown. They must have been well into their 20s. But Anna remembers being 25 at the funeral, younger than she was when she met their father. Max couldn't have had this face. It must have been someone earlier. Anna then thinks of her high school boyfriend, Kevin, the earliest relationship she can remember. She thinks of their first prom together, her red dress and his all-black suit. But that, that, was, that was well into their relationship. How did they meet? They, they met at high school in history class. He asked her for a piece of paper and she handed him one with her number written on it. She usually wasn't so forward, but she loved his eyeliner and the fact that he had tattoos at 16 years old. They dated for a few months until she found out that he cheated on her. Wait, but that was when Anna was 17. The love of her life died while they were together. So it was later, later than Kevin. Anna thinks of Andrew, a stockbroker uh, her friend Justin introduced her to. He had blonde highlights in his hair, but he loved his grandmother, so Anna overlooked that obvious red flag. Anna knew they started dating in her 20s, but she couldn't remember exactly when in her 20s. She enjoyed Andrew and felt that she could, given enough time, learn to love him. He always treated her right and took care of her, but he was usually busy with work. After a few months, Anna learned that An Andrew really worked for a mob boss, Reggie Slide Whistle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> Sorry, he worked for a mob boss, Reggie Slidewhistle, who was known for not only killing rats, but also their entire families. Anna, Anna was concerned, but Andrew assured her that she was safe. Uh, Luke, yes, questions? Uh, like actual rats or like... No, like, like I snitches. I was also thinking that. Like okay. snitches, like peop oh. people who betray him. Right. It took me a minute. I was like, sorry. Oh, he... He's an exterminator? He, he's, <laughs> no, he's a, he's a mob. He's, Reggie Slidewhistle is a mob boss. He's in Babylon. He's in Babylon. <laughs> moose, um, moose Slidewhistle. Moose Slidewhistle. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, please continue this beautiful, beautiful pitch. Anna was concerned, but Andrew assured her that she was safe. A few months later, Andrew watched Reggie Slidewhistle. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say his name. <laughs> Andrew watched Reggie Slidewhistle bash a man's head in a car door. For him, this is the final straw. Andrew decided to turn everything he had on Reggie Slidewhistle over to the cops. Anna stayed with Andrew for a few week, for the weeks-long court case, but on Anna's 28th birthday, she received a call from Andrew's grandmother. 
After Reggie's slide whistle was sent to prison, Andrew had to go into witness protection. Anna realizes this wasn't the man she truly loved either. This was the man after him. <laughs> she remembers her college graduation with all of her friends, including Justin and Patrick. Then she remembers that she met him before graduation. She met the love of her life before graduation, Eddie Collins. The instant, the last five minutes we see isn't actually how they met, but it's Anna's mind version of herself re-meeting the love of her life. Then... As old, modern-day Anna's eyes close, a smile creeps over her frail mouth as her tears dry, leaving tiny stains on her wrinkled cheeks. My emotions! <laughs> Good God, man! Do they recover an amulet in the Titanic? <laughs> like a deep memoir about lost love and... It's like the notebook. But... So it's it's like a lot of... like. Out of, if it became a full movie, it would be a lot of like out of order events, a yeah. lot of like missing details, a lot of like like a shallow memoir tried to like fill in the blanks. Watch right. Grandma Die, directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch like a four hour cut of that. If it's just called the Grandma Die, and it's directed by Christopher Nolan. Directed, directed, directed. Yeah, <laughs> Memento, but make it sad. <laughs> We like to joke here. We like we like the occasional joke. I, uh, yeah, this that's that was. Pitch. Ow, my heart heavy. I meant there to be more jokes before I wrote it, and then I wrote it. No, and I was like, no, I, I, I no, you gotta let it stand. Yeah. Besides slide whistle, I love Reggie, that slide whistle. Reggie slide whistle was the one that stayed. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally out of nowhere. Also, did sorry, Luke? Did yours involve hiding out at all? Witness protection. Witness protection. Eh. Yeah, kind of. Also, hiding out in the woods, hanging with the moose. Yeah, with the moose. Sure. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, did did he hide in my pitch at all? (laughs) (laughs) None of ours involved hiding. I don't think it was like explicit hiding, but yeah, there was like secrets. You know what? In mine, the face of the man she loved was hiding out somewhere in her memories. In her memories. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say it in the pitch, but I wanted as all those guys that like she had relationships with, all of them were played by a John Cryer. Until she realizes, uh, oh, this wasn't him. Mm. This wasn't this. That, that's not the right face to the person. You mean that's what the actual movie is? Yeah, when I when we make the actual movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get John <laughs> <laughs> to be in Christopher Nolan's Grandma Die. Nolan's <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Die, and it's not Grandma Comma Die. <laughs> it's Grandma Die. Grandma Die. Grandma Die, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring John Cryer. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. Watch out, Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that yeah. was. Actually, mm-hmm. tear jerking. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you guys ready for one more piece of trivia? One yes. more trivia. One more. Okay. One more trivia. What is the fictional gas brand featured in several Pixar films? Dynaco. Dynaco. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Good job, Luke. Good I'm job, glad August. you guys knew that. It's all over cars. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, and Which it's also in the movie. That implies that dinosaurs are real. In the Cars universe. Well, let, we don't have to. <laughs> Toy Story? I think it's I mean, also in Toy Story. Yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely right, in, the, it's are in there, I'm, I'm thinking of Rex from Toy Story. <laughs> when you said <laughs> dinosaurs exist. <laughs> oh, good dinosaur. A good dinosaur. Oh, yeah, go. that happened. Yeah. In, yeah. in the movie Cars. I like good dinosaurs. But like, they had car ver- They were all like bulldozers and stuff back in dinosaur mm, times. Yeah. And so when, when they seeped oil from the ground, they were just recovering... 
the old fossils of <laughs> if they use oil cars. in the cars we don't know yeah um, wow all right good question okay are you guys ready to find out the actual plot points, of this points, movie points, oh wait points, yeah, we gotta do points, points. points. oh my gosh i'm forgetting the order of things today <laughs> Okay. Much like grandma. Am I right? <laughs> What's gonna be rewarded? I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know who got it right. I okay. Can't Time for points. I don't know. <laughs> I think most accurate because I was kind of sitting there going, "Okay, but this is kind of similar, sorta." I think most accurate's gonna have to go to bed. Because John Cryer did so, play Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And he has a fear um, of ink. Has a fear of so, ink being on his skin. I'm gonna reward you ten stonks. Ten stonks. Ten stonks. Ten stonks. I'm gonna trade them. My favorite's hard because Luke, you have a moose. I got a moose. You have a moose. A moose getting drunk. A drunk moose. Drunk moss. I with a very different pitches. I think my favorite is going to go to August. Woo-woo. It was a beautiful pitch. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. But you have a moose, and I do love me a, good, okay. a good moose. Uh, so. You know what? One, two, three, bust a moose. Yeah, bust, bust a moose. moose. One, two, three, bust a moose. <laughs> That's okay. I'm happy with my moose. Congratulations, August. That's the out of context quote. Bust a moose. Bust a moose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now are you ready to find out the actual plot? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning for the film because there are multiple reasons why I don't think this would be made today, at least in the way that it was done. (laughs) Um, It's an odd plot and some may find it a little disturbing or just not comfortable in areas. So I'm just putting it out there. Oh, no. Um, On the other side of the coin, Roger Ebert described the plot as dumb. So, and honestly, for good reason. I'm I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. This is the second week in a row we've mentioned both Rocky Horror Picture Show and Roger Ebert. Yeah. (laughs) Let's make it three. (laughs) Okay. When was, wait, when was this movie released? Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, proceed. (laughs) Hiding Out is from 1987, and it's a comedy drama about a stockbroker and state's witness, Andrew who helps bust mobsters for the FBI by passing bogus bonds. Andrew convinces the bodyguards after a particular bust to let him and the other protected witness grab breakfast outside of the safe house, which is already a bad idea. So, like, his job is being in witness protection? It's busting people through... Yeah, he basically agrees Uh, to sell a fake bond and then... Trap but he does and, have that okay. protection, yeah. Right, yeah. not That's, yet, okay. not yet. Oh, 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 not yet. Yes. I misunderstood. I'm so sorry. I'm okay. so sorry. Don't hit me. So they go to a public <laughs> diner, and the group is attacked by mob hitmen. Um, Classic. One of Andrew's bodyguards is killed. The other is badly injured. Andrew barely manages to escape on a train and heads to Delaware to meet his Aunt Lucy. Uh, he ends up staying with her, and she tells him to meet her at the local high school where she works as the nurse. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and put it... I, I have it written down that he's 29. There are certain articles where he's 29 and some where he's 27. older than a high school. I have not seen it in a while. The girl is either 15 oh, or, or 17. Oh, it, it, either one it, sucks. it goes without saying. It doesn't make it any better. At the very so, least... If we're giving it the most benefit of the doubt we possibly can, he's 10 years older than still her. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> Bad right, touch. right, right, right. So, 29-year-old Andrew, 
then gets a brilliant idea. He shaves off his beard, changes up his look, and goes undercover as a high school student. John Cryer had a beard? Uh, no. He did. Oh, he no. goes by oh. Maxwell Hauser, right? which he gets off of a coffee can. No, I am not kidding. Of course he uh, does. He reunites with his cousin Patrick, an actual high school student, who doesn't recognize him at first, and Andrew swears him to secrecy. Andrew becomes a bit of a hero at the high school, standing up to bullies and teachers while befriending the underdogs. The current student body president, Kevin, doesn't like him. He kind of digs Ryan, the 15-year-old chick, maybe 17-year-old. We don't really know. I don't oh, remember. Ryan. So, yeah, I wouldn't have... <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's somewhere in that age. Somewhere it's, in that age. It's kind of like Teen Wolf, but instead of yeah. him being a werewolf, he's a pedophile. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So Andrew decides oh, to run gosh. for class president. In of spite course he of, does. Right. That could be an out-of-context quote. <laughs> in spite <laughs> of the other adults at the school being completely against it and rigging the competition for Kevin to win. Kevin. At the diner one night, Andrew Hi, drops a card meant for his grandmother. The card is sent to her as the hitman posing as FBI agents for whatever reason. Contact her to see if she knows where he is. They find the card and they head to Delaware now knowing where he's at. Wait, Patrick, wait, can we? Sorry. Yes. Luke and I looked at each other in confusion. <laughs> okay, so what, what can I clarify? What happened FBI? with the card? So yeah. he, Andrew sent a card to his grandmother, okay. or he was planning on it. And it wait. had, he wrote like out this whole thing of like what's going on and where he is. He dropped it at a diner because he was like, oh, I'm not going to send it whatever or something. And then someone sent it anyway. It was delivered and oh. the hitman found it. Long and now story they know short, where it, now they right? Know where but is. they are disguised know. as FBI agents. Andrew sucks at his yeah. job. He really kind of sucks. Exposing information yeah. left and right and dropping like evidence right. everywhere. He's like, hey, hey, you, you. So, I'm telling you everything, so but some, you can't tell anyone. Somehow that card winds up at his grandmother's, and information about where he is is the hidden find out. Sucks dumb. at his job, but man, he's a sick high schooler. Okay. Patrick, man, can he hit on a minor? <coughs> Patrick tells Andrew that some FBI agents are at the house, so he can't stay with them. Andrew kind of figures out what's going on, but that leads Andrew to sleep overnight at the high school and meet Ezard, the janitor. What a name. So he Ezard. just ends up sleeping overnight at the school. But Andrew gets bored with high school and feels that he needs to do his duty as the only remaining witness against the mob. So he drops out of high school and the race for student body president. What? Uh, Kevin ends up winning the ele election, but a recount is demanded and reveals that Andrew actually won. Stupid. Bullcrap. So, and he shows up to, like, go and see what happens and, like, make a speech, maybe tell the truth, whatever. Um, he gets on stage to conduct his speech. Um, this is the part that's kind of a trigger warning. His oh, this is the part? Uh, yeah, that, there's multiple parts, but uh, the hitmen show up at the school and they open fire on the oh, students. Oh, no. No one no, gets no. hurt, but, like, that's, I'm putting that out there. So, Ezard the janitor knocks out one of the hitmen. I think there's only two. And then Andrew manages to stop the other before anybody else is harmed. So, the hitmen don't actually succeed anywhere, but, like, it's a little, like, ah. Yeah, still, that that's... That would be me today. Yikes. Um... Okay, so Andrew takes the stand in court while the high schoolers graduate, Ryan included. And then Andrew and Ryan reunite at college in Iowa where he seemingly followed her? Question mark? Ooh. Andrew Ryan? And decided to become a teacher, now under Andrew the Witness Tate? Protection Program and renamed Eddie Collins. Gross. This is, that's a disgusting movie. Uh, I honestly didn't remember how bad it was when I picked it. And then I was so reading the over the summary. <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't... So I'm glad you guys picked it on, like, the ick element with yeah, the chick. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm -mm. But the rest of the plot, I feel like, 
is kind of hard to guess, which is a good, it's like a good yeah, pick. Because like, the high school stuff had nothing to do with the plot of the movie. Right. right. It yeah. just happened. Yeah. He just didn't went, have to. He just went, I want to be in high school and hit on a minor. Pretty much. Ugh. Uh, the, the only part of this movie that I genuinely enjoy is his, like, one punk outfit. <laughs> when he <laughs> first shows up to school, he looks bomb, like, minus the hair. His hair is kind of atrocious. Okay, that's why his hair is like that. Yeah, because he so had he, been wearing a punk outfit. Right. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he was, he's, like, restyled himself to look punk, and that <laughs> outfit's baller. But everything else about the movie, not baller. You don't dye this. You don't bleach the sides the of side. your hair. You bleach the top. Of, what? John Cryer. John Cryer. So go back to being uh, one of a man and a half. That's hiding out. <laughs> one of the men with the half. That's hiding out. Nineteen eighty-seven. I hate it. I hate it so much. Do not recommend. No. Oh my There's gosh. so many things about this movie that it just couldn't be made today like do we watch this movie tonight or do we not i don't want to <laughs> i don't really want to either i don't want to see 29 year old john cryer hitting on a 15 year old yeah we watched a movie where a guy hires oh no we we on a pot on the podcast we talked about a movie where a guy hires oh, yeah. 100 dominatrixes to beat him up right and i'm more disgusted by this movie <laughs> yeah I, I honestly am too yeah oh my god yeah 100 percent hmm I want to know how this, I, and it didn't do well. I think my goal, like, like definitely not. How did you get greenlit? How did you find this? Uh, <laughs> my dad knew it existed oh. like a few years ago and was like, I remember this one movie and then I saw it and I was like, huh, this is a one odd movie. Um, so that's why I picked it because I was like, this is so weird. I don't think they could guess what it's about. I think my pitch on about furries was in better taste than this movie. <laughs> I think, so, I guess Roger Ebert said something along the lines of this was an attempt to, like, cross the bridge between teenage films and then adults also being able to come and watch it. I don't think it did a good job at all. No, with that. Like, like, at all. Like, like utterly failed. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to watch John Cryer try to be no. cool. No. Just watch Teen Wolf. It's way better. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot less pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, if you got a furry thing, whatever. But like, I mean, like hey, yeah. you be you. But, but we like do not that. support. Don't be you like this. No, oh, thank you. No. Bad no. touch. Bad touch. Yeah. It's got a two point nine on Letterbox, which is too high, and there's no <laughs> banner, which shows you how like hard to find <laughs> yeah. this thing is. Oh my gosh, that oh, was. Man. So it's no wonder it's not available to right stream anywhere. No one wants to pay money to stream it. <laughs> right. Yeah. The studios are hiding this movie. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. Let's not watch that movie. Let's no, not watch no, we, you really don't need to. <laughs> no, no. Oh no. Honestly, I liked all of your pitches more than the actual movie. I would watch so, all three of our movies. Watch all three of our movies. Yeah. Grandma died by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Bust a moose. Bust a moose. That's the name of mine. Bust a moose. Yeah. Or no, it's called Hiding Out. Whatever. I, I say that Bust a Moose is how we say bye on every episode of the podcast from now on. Bust a Moose. Remember, remember Bust a Moose. All right. So All right. that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Ooh. Next week's film is called... It's Such a Beautiful Day. It's Such it a really Beautiful is, Day. Ben. It really is. When really you're is. not watching Hiding Out. Hey, yeah. Ben, what's it available on? Uh, so this one's a little hard to find as well. We're kind of in a in a rut with those, but with I, streaming I really wanted to. <laughs> you can find this on Vimeo to Vimeo. purchase, mm. oh, and probably some other back 
alleyway sites. I don't think I've ever bought anything on Vimeo. <laughs> yeah, neither. either until this movie. <laughs> I accidentally bought a year-long subscription to Vimeo because I forgot. Oh to my god! Oh, so you wow. can watch this. That's like a hundred dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it's filled annually. Ooh, yeah, so. Rick. Yay! <laughs> so you can watch this movie five Yay! gigabytes per week, and you um, <laughs> you can have you get most like of the for free. Yeah, <laughs> just charged me. All right, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's such a beautiful day. Find it, don't find it. And like, this is one that I would recommend paying for because the creator's brilliant, okay. and mm. nice. He deserves it. He deserves some funding. Can't wait to see his next project. Ooh. Yeah, cool. All right. Cool. I'm Hannah. I'm August. I'm Ben. I'm Luke. Thank you, Aaron Brewer. Thank, Thank you, Aaron, Aaron Brewer. What a man. What a, what a man. man. What a man. So sweet. So, so kind. Uh, remember, everybody at home, wear your seatbelt and bust a moose. Bust a moose. Thank you for, Thank you for listening to Nikki. Thank you for watching. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I love you.